Monday. It's April 13th. And the word of the day is cacistocracy, which means government by the least competent people in the country. Used in a sentence. You should have voted for Hillary Clinton. Cacistocracy. <laughs> Semicolon cacistocracy. Just Heath huddled around a fire barrel with a guy explaining the benefits of accelerationism. <laughs> <laughs> Did that yesterday. I'm no illusions. I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's far center, we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, the governor of Florida will find out you can get COVID no matter what beer you drink. We'll point out that prying the brains of 5G conspiracy theorists wouldn't make a difference anyway. <laughs> and Fox News gets taken to court for felonious Fox Newsing. <laughs> but first, the rest of the intro music. Joining me for headlines tonight are fellow skeptic rats, No Illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Uh, gentlemen, before we start, let's go ahead and put 10 seconds on the clock. Best coronavirus quarantine song, go. Oh, obviously smells like quarantine spirit. Uh, I think I'm <laughs> corona now. <laughs> hmm? um, I thought you'd do. What about COVIDio killed the radio star? The uh, flu yeah. buggles. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. I hope not. Uh, yeah. Somebody was playing that game on, on Facebook, and that was my thing. I wanted to artificially work it in. I was, I was happy with that one. <laughs> Hi, Alicia. Alicia's cool. All right. In our lead story tonight, Fox News is murdering people with lies, and they're getting sued for it. And it's about fucking time, because this is not new. That's their business model. <laughs> the murder's just extra obvious right now, and uh, lots of the victims are white this time. And I don't see any way to argue out of this one. I don't think they're going to lose the lawsuit, but I don't, I don't see how they could argue out of it genuinely. There's a giant plague killing thousands of people, and Fox News directly exacerbated that plague with politically motivated lying. Uh, also, just apropos of nothing, according to most of the people on Fox News, corporations are people, and the death penalty is a good thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know why I said that just now. I'm just naming unrelated things that yeah, happen to be no, true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, a legal argument could be made that Fox News didn't lie any more about Corona than they do about other stuff. So, like, maybe. Well, actually, sure. no, but that's no doubt the argument that they will successfully make, <laughs> yeah. right? The, the <laughs> like, true. what kind of idiot would take us seriously defense that's known in legal circles as the Alex Jones? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rupert Murdoch just has to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm a fucking persona. My whole thing's a stupid-ass persona. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So I'm hearing there might actually be a big series of litigation against Fox News because of this. And a big series of punching your stupid uncle in the dick. The Way more likely. The big lawsuit <laughs> is a consumer protection complaint filed by the Washington League for Increased Transparency and Ethics. And which, which, by the way, they think is wash light. God, for fuck's <laughs> sake, guys, acronym harder. Just so lazy. Just do your fucking job. They clearly built that to be an acronym, too. Right, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Terrible. And that's still the best thing. Wow. Fuck you. Yeah. Well, still, I like, I like their lawsuit, whether it wins or not. It names Rupert Murdoch and Fox News, among others, as defendants, claiming they acted in bad faith to willfully and maliciously disseminate false information, denying and minimizing the danger posed by the spread of COVID-19. Real simple. And we already have reports, actually, about Fox's management being super worried 
about the legal liability of telling people during March of 2020 that the global pandemic, officially declared global pandemic, is a liberal hoax. And then those people that listen to Fox going out in public, getting the virus and dying because that's definitely happened. Well, it, I mean, they're worried. Either, either they're worried or Fox just hired a bunch of really expensive lawyers because they're innocent and it was a liberal hoax. It's one of those two. <laughs> Is Michael Cohen still around? That guy was great. Can we get him? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so to be clear, they are not worried about losing this lawsuit, right? There's a 0% chance that any lawsuit like this would prevail, but it, it's not because Fox News is innocent. It's because we don't have laws against the kind of guilty that they are. We is need all. Uh, it, it's mass <laughs> guilty. It's m lots of murder. It feels I don't know. That seems like it should be a law. Maybe we can work on that. So here's a little bit of data on the subject. A recent poll by Survey 160 and Gradient Metrics found that Fox News viewers are noticeably more likely than everyone else to ignore the CDC and refuse to stay the fuck home. We also got a related survey from Pew Research. And they discovered that viewers of Fox News tend to believe the stuff they hear on Fox News. And <laughs> according to their April 2020 survey of fucking duh, 79% of Fox News viewers believe that the risk of this global pandemic is being exaggerated in the media. For MSNBC viewers, that number was 35%. And for CNN viewers, it was 54%. God, All of those numbers are too high. So yeah. we learned that Americans are idiots. That was fun. And we also learned that our news outlet of choice can bump up that idiot attribute. Of course, some amount of that disparity is because choosing to be a Fox News viewer means you're stupid to begin with. But yeah. the rest is a non-zero amount of lie murdering. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> right. Yeah, but if lie murdering was illegal, we'd have a legal aid office instead of a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and here's some terrifying examples of the lie murdering that we'll probably see in the lawsuit against Fox News if it goes to trial. And a hat tip to Trevor Noah and The Daily Show for putting together a, well, basically a lie murdering montage. And that's where I saw a lot of these quotes. We'll go chronologically and start with Lou Dobbs whose face lives in a 1970s game show, so it makes sense chronologically. <laughs> he said on March 9th, the national left-wing media is playing up fears of the coronavirus. I mean, even if the theater is on fire, you're still yelling. You're still <laughs> yelling. <laughs> All right, moving ahead from the 70s to March 3rd of this year, Fox contributor Jesse Walters said, if I get the coronavirus, I'll beat it. I'm not afraid of the coronavirus, and nobody else should be that afraid either. So, um, prove it, Jesse Walters. <laughs> so, oh, I, well, you know, I would, but my antiviral ninjutsu is so strong, I could get charged with assault with a deadly weapon if I unleashed it in here. So, it's I... Like, you guys see Con Air? It's like that. Yeah. I'm virus. like Con Air, no, but with virus. These guns aren't street legal, technically. I can't do it. <laughs> and uh, this next one is from March 6th of this year. God Fox damn it. How come I can't come up with a Cyrus the Virus joke right now? God <laughs> damn it. Oh, that's, you nailed it. That's, <laughs> that's, it's in. So <laughs> on March 6th of this year, Fox News medical expert, Dr. Mark Siegel. I'm going to say that again. Dr. <laughs> Mark Siegel said the virus should be compared to the flu. At worst, worst case scenario, 
it could be the flu. He's still allowed to be a doctor. That guy's a doctor wow. today. He shouldn't mm. even still be allowed to be a seagull. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next one. Also on March 6th, we heard from Kellyanne Conway. Well, there's your first mistake right there. <laughs> yeah. And to be fair, she was accidentally honest for a second. Only after a lie. But still, it's something. She said, this is being contained. And uh, hold on. And she turns to, to the co-host to the show she's on. She goes, hold on. D- do you not think it's being contained? <laughs> and and uh, let's, uh, let's move ahead to... Atlas Shrugged Barbie Tommy Laren on March 10th. The sky is falling because we have a few dozen coronavirus cases on a cruise ship. I'm far more concerned about stepping on a used heroin needle. Fucking what? Uh, Correct question. (laughs) What? Yeah. Two things, Tommy Laren. First of all, what the fuck is happening in your life? <laughs> Are you doing like Tony Robbins fire walks over heroin needles and coals? Where what are is you happening? walking barefooted? Jesus. <laughs> also, just for the record, on March 10th, when you said that, there were literally 120,000 reported cases of the coronavirus and 4,300 deaths. Oh, that's so many more than the heroin needle stepping deaths. Yeah, well, but, but I don't see, have those numbers, but yeah, right. Probably. Well, but he those those were mostly almost all of those were foreigner deaths, and those don't that's yeah. like point zero one percent. I didn't yeah. weigh them. America yeah. death, yeah. Yeah. right? Sure. And for context, Tommy lives in an apartment from Train Spotting, so I get it. I get the heroin <laughs> needle fear. But even then, you would have been more likely to get COVID. I, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> That'd be a fun remake of Train Spotting with Tommy Laren as Tommy. That would Absolutely. Work for me. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have Proud Girl Barbie Ainsley Earhart, <laughs> who said the following on March thirteenth. It's actually the safest time to fly right now. Oh, for fuck's sake. Remember back in the day when you had a seat next to you, possibly empty, you could stretch out a little more? It's like that on every flight now. Yeah. Yeah, you know, nobody ever talks about how much more spacious the apartments got after the bubonic plague. Bunch of fucking (laughs) negative Nancys. And honestly, I'm more offended about Ainsley Earhart being in a block of three seats with me and stretching out across two of them like an asshole. (laughs) Fuck you. Absolutely not. We're using that as a buffer. All right. (laughs) Next up, we have Congressman Devin Nunes, who I am actually suing for making a mockery of my Twitter account called Ass of Devin Nunes. (laughs) Made my account look stupid. On March 15th, he said... It's a great time for you and your family to go out to a local restaurant. Jesus. No, Devin, it's a great time for you and your family <laughs> oh, to go out to a local restaurant. <laughs> you and Jesse Waters, you're immune, right? You're not going to get it. Just prove it. <laughs> prove how strong you are. You got the ninjutsu, right? Yeah. All right. One last example. And these are both exact quotes from Sean Hannity. Who, by the way, is the number one ranked so-called news host on all of cable television, oh. averaging over four million viewers an episode. Oh, that's half this podcast. You want you want to get sad again? Tucker Carlson is in second place on that ranking. No, we picked yep. the wrong side. We picked the wrong uh, side. Okay, 
We did. So <laughs> here's quote number one from Hannity. This is March 9th. I see it as like, let's bludgeon Donald Trump with this new hoax. And quote number two from Hannity on March 18th. This program has always taken the coronavirus seriously. We never called the virus a hoax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking Rick James. Yeah, ground my feet into his game. He's the Rick James of terrible conservative media hosts. Lie murder. He's lie murdering. That's what happened. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, on that note, let's uh, take a quick break for a word from our sponsor, The Great Courses Plus. Noah, Eli, at last, we're out of isolation. I know. It's been so long since I've seen you guys. <sighs> what? Hold on a second. I thought we all lived in the same place. Yeah. It's not for this sketch. It's a different universe. Got it. Matter. Okay. All right. Anyway, what have you guys been up to all cooped up inside? Us? Well, the Great Courses Plus. What's the Great Courses Plus? What? No, uh, no cheating. Absolutely cheating. No. The no, Great no, no, Courses no, no. Plus provides the space to continue exploring the world while staying indoors, keeping our brains active and engaged. And there's so much you can learn. A course for every curiosity, from hobbies like playing the guitar, practicing yoga, even performing magic tricks. Wait a second. You learned magic? I sure did. <laughs> See? Oh! <gasps> The legendary side steal of Volvang von Mikonov. Yep. That's right. But you can also learn classics like history, science, and literature. Cool. Any courses you'd recommend? Well, for our audience, how about Medical Myths, Lies, and Half-Truths? It's a fascinating and skeptical deep dive into medicine and its history. I bet that's good for people with kids out of school, huh? Sure is. And now is the perfect time to start. The Great Courses Plus is giving our listeners this great offer. A free trial plus... It's only $10 a month when you sign up for a quarterly plan. Sign up today using our special URL to get started. Find all the details at thegreatcoursesplus.com slash skeptocrat. Remember, thegreatcoursesplus.com slash skeptocrat. Man, that sounds awesome. So uh, what did you do? Ah, uh, you know what? It doesn't matter. What's that? This? Nothing. Hey, it's stupid. Nothing. Okay, did, did you make us vests out of your beard hair? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and we're back. Next up in headlines, in I hate to spring break it to you news. When asked about the timeline for reopening public schools, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis explained this week that everyone under the age of 25 is magically immune to the disease. <sighs> Wait a minute, that's the Netflix zombie show. Please ignore the following six slides I have about training up an army of baby doctors. <laughs> okay. Well, I will not ignore those slides. They're fucking adorable. They are. They are. Here, here is the actual quote. This particular pandemic is one where I don't think nationwide there's been a single fatality under 25. Well, okay. What? Well, you don't think lots of things. Ron <laughs> That's not to put too much stock in that list of things you oh. don't think. <laughs> For whatever reason, it just doesn't seem to threaten, you know, kids. And we lose in Florida between five and ten kids a year for the flu. This one, for whatever reason, much more dangerous if you're 65 and plus than the flu. No doubt about that. If you're younger, it just hasn't had an impact. So that should factor into how we're viewing this. I think the data on that has been 100% consistent. I've not seen any deviation on that. Really? And real exact quote. 
Wow. So, yeah. First of all, wrong. Seven people under the age of 25 have died, which is, fellas, I know I'm not the math wizard of the podcast, what percentage higher than zero? All of them. Uh, All of the percentages. As a factor, yeah. (laughs) And literally an infant died in Illinois in March. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and literally there are all kinds of negative consequences that aren't dying. Yep. Also, <sighs> kids can still give the disease to people above the age of 25. And and DeSantis does seem to be aware that people above the age of 25 are, in fact, mortals. So, yeah. <laughs> no, c- 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 you know, comforting to know that this goddamn jackass reverse affirmative action hire is months <laughs> into this crisis and still doesn't understand the basic concept of social distancing right well why do i have to wash my countertops countertops can't even die of the flu man <laughs> shut the fuck up and let a doctor do how, his goddamn job how old are your countertops <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh shit well. they just turned 25 wipe them down wipe them down <laughs> idiots either way Rick and I are obviously super disappointed at the news, and our new TV show, The Crawling Dead, is postponed <laughs> indefinitely. It's um, <laughs> pretty sad. So while we take a moment to mourn that and burn some pre-production stills, we'll toss things over to our next sponsor this week, <laughs> Policy Genius. Okay, are you guys ready for embarrassing photo exchange? Sure am. Oh, yeah. Fun game. Feast your eyes on this. Oh, man. <laughs> it's jeans on jeans on jeans. You darn tootin' it is. All right, that's a pretty good one. Okay, but check this out. Ooh, it's a rat tail. Yep. Dyed blonde. Oh, yeah. Dyed all the way. All right, Eli, it's your turn. All right, gentlemen, how about this? That, that That's just you from last year, I'm pretty sure. Well, I'd be embarrassed. I mean, he looks terrible. Uh, okay, yeah, that, that's true. It's good. No, it's good no, you guys, this is the day I paid way too much money for home insurance. Oh, well, oh. why didn't you just use policy... Genius. What's Policy Genius, you might ask? Well, I'll tell you what it oh, is. Oh, come on! Policy Genius, this counts, will compare your policy against options from top insurers to make sure you're getting the right home insurance coverage at the best possible price. They've saved their customers an average of $690 a year doing just that. Plus, if Policy Genius finds you a better rate than what you're currently paying, they'll do all the work to get you switched. Own a car, too? Policy Genius will compare your home and auto policies against different insurers and even mix and match to find you savings. Oh, man, if only I'd known about Policy Genius. So even when you look back on your triple denim days in distress, you'll never be distressed about home insurance with Policy Genius. In just a few minutes, you can find your best price and apply at PolicyGenius.com. That's right. We all get things wrong from time to time. At least we can get home insurance right with Policy Genius. What's Policy genius. No, no, no. Oh, that's a point for Eli. What? No, no, no. Absolutely not. No way. This is just late. No, hey, rules are rules. You had just said 68 to 62. Put it on the board. <sighs> Whatever. Cheater. You cheater. are. You're a you, cheater. I you hate did. you. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. Next up in headlines in sheeple steeple news tonight. Yeah. If they're not using that term, I, I hate to give them a good term like that, but if they're not using that term, they're really missing the boat. 
Uh, YouTube selectively stopped promoting dangerous lies a little bit last week after British people started <laughs> setting fire to cell phone towers for giving them the Rona. Wow. Wow. Because because YouTube actually does have a policy against promoting medical claims that aren't substantiated by science, despite the fact that a search for acupuncture how-to returns over a million and a half results. Seriously? Yep. God but given the it. circumstances, they dusted off that policy, deleted a slew of videos, and demonetized a number of other videos that spread general non-corona conspiracies about 5G as well. Okay, we just got to convince YouTube that... Tiny useless needles will slow down their customer base, and acupuncture yeah. is next, right? We can do right. this. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, so I'm sure you've encountered these claims by now. The idea uh, that big tech companies in general, and Bill Gates in particular, for some reason, are out to microwave the nation one 5G tower at a time, and COVID-19 fits into this conspiracy by also being a thing that happened. Oh, it, it is. It's in the right. time dimension. Yep. Yep, it is. Exactly. The, the fucking 5G conspiracy theories were in full swing before this outbreak, and then that happened. Suddenly, the very same people concerned that 5G was going to bake your brain decided that it also caused a viral infection. What? <laughs> or, or yeah, because it was too silly for some of them, or made you more susceptible to a viral, or or made the infection worse, or, and this one is the best one I've found yet, and probably not the best one I will find, made it so that the coronaviruses themselves could better communicate about which human <laughs> hosts were optimal. Oh, like mushrooms, the same thing. Because yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's 5G, right, right. like it's yeah, well, faster. Right, they have, well, they have cellular phones. <laughs> yeah. All right, so... Conspiracy theorists haven't settled on the question exactly, but they do seem to agree that it has something to do with the way that, oh God, I love this, the 60 gigahertz radio frequency absorbs oxygen. What? Let me say that in that order again. <laughs> the way that the radio wave absorbs oxygen. Okay. Okay. Well, th that feels like an easy test for the conspiracy people. Just uh, go ahead and go scuba diving, tank full of 5G, and report back to us. See what happens. <laughs> Let us know. What happened? You got those you'll... radio waves all secured up in your tank, buddy? Oh, Good. You'll die so fast. So fast. Uh, side note, by the way, if you haven't heard Marsha's episode of Be Reasonable with the 5G guy and you need oh. your motivation for your mid-workout scream, it is unmissable. I, it's, like, it's so amazing. He's got, I love his show and cannot listen to it, right? It's the same. It's the only show that I love but won't, can't bring myself to listen to. All right. So look, to be clear. I can't even make it to the goddamn table of contents on the 5G Wikipedia page before I'm completely lost. So I'm not exactly qualified to lead this discussion. I'll do it. Nope. And, but 5G stands for fifth generation. Shababation, exactly. What? Yeah. Um. It, it, the, my point is, they didn't add 25% more G to the towers or anything, no. right? We're not now exploring hitherto unknown <laughs> wavelengths. All right, new from Verizon, negative 5G. We fixed it, <laughs> yeah. Balances out. Oh, shit, there's no more gravity. What happened? Oh, okay, no, 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 no. no. Fuck, negative fuck, 3G, 2G. We're back to three. We're good. <laughs> yeah, so so uh, what's more, uh, of course, as you may have guessed, uh, radio waves don't absorb things, right? <laughs> that's, not a, that's not how that works. They, they can be absorbed by oxygen, but... So fucking what, right? Like, it, it, if people think that this electromagnetic wavelength is bad, wait till they get a load of 
orange. <laughs> you like this that motherfucker? Brown pretend like it's brown at a moment's nose. Cause big arguments. <laughs> Fucking insanity. People just burning down street lights all over London. Them yellow photons stole my air. It's over, it's over 500,000 gigahertz. You know how many that is? It's like 510. Min. <laughs> yeah, but despite the theories being less plausible than Heath's committed long-term relationship, sure sound awful rationalizations, the BBC <laughs> has reported at least three separate instances of 5G towers being set on fire Amazing. by terrified idiots in the UK. Um, there, by the way, there was also a fourth tower set alight, but... It didn't even provide 5G services. So he was, it was only 1G away, though. Moments notice it could have gone sure. to 5G. Better safe than sorry. Um, of course, local residents couldn't be reached for comment because some asshole set their cell phone towers on fire. Okay, but that fire is shooting them with a lot of gigahertz. There's a lot of photons coming off that fire. You guys, yeah. you're not thinking you gotta think this. You got to think ahead. And look, even if we're wrong... And let's face it, Skeptocrat is nothing if not a permanent digital record of me being wrong. Yeah, I think we true. can all agree that even if 5G does cause coronavirus, it's worth it not to have to do that thing where you have to pause your porn on what looks like everyone's yawning so your phone right. can catch up, right? Come <laughs> right. On. Always happens when you're like a second away. And yeah, like, big don't picture. Come, come to on, this. Come on. <laughs> Still frame? What am I, Amish? <laughs> Is there Amish? Yeah, of course there's Amish porn. And next up in headlines. Uh, this one's uh, not, not that fun. Bernie Sanders, one of the most virtuous politicians in American history, ended his presidential campaign this week. And that leaves us with definitely not one of the most virtuous politicians in American history as our presumptive Democratic nominee. Mm, no. And of course that feels terrible. But as Bernie put it in his exit speech... While this campaign is coming to an end, our movement is not. And I think that's an extremely important thing for all of us to remember. We're sad. We loved Bernie. But that's a really good point. He won't be our next president, but his amazing efforts at shifting the national conversation are not going away. And regardless of who's in the White House, we still have people like Bernie Sanders fighting for progressive goals in Congress. And hopefully we can elect more of those people. And they can be, you know, writing the damn bills. And... This last part is super important. Hopefully, we can elect a president who's going to sign those bills when they happen. Sign those bills? I'll settle for a president who can read those bills without moving his lips. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, you know, I'll tell you what. We're sure not going to go ahead and make the exact same mistakes we made in 2016, are we, my Facebook feed? You know, never mind. Why don't you <laughs> yeah. your story? Why your you laptop story just physically exploded somehow, yeah. <laughs> All right, so before we get into the difficult conversation about what's next... I want to highlight some of Bernie's amazing remarks from his speech, starting with something he said better than I did just now about changing the conversation. Quote, together, we have transformed American consciousness as to what kind of nation we can become and have taken this country a major step forward in the never ending struggle for economic justice, social justice, racial justice and environmental justice. Great stuff. Not adding, well, Technically, most of you stayed home and we got curb stomped by Grandpa's separate bus. But let's go ahead and take the credit anyway. <laughs> We're going to take that credit. 9%. Uh, so, yeah, you might hear that quote from Bernie and, and you might still be unhappy with the size and speed of our stepping in that good direction. And I'm with you. I would like us to step faster, too. But there's no question that progress is being made, has been made. 
And, and to emphasize that even more, Bernie reminded us of the words of MLK, who said, the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends toward justice. And considering how long that arc can be, yeah, it's frustrating. But considering how long that is, it's super important that we don't throw giant forks into the process and fuck it up. Forks like, I don't know, Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh. Forks that last for decades and effectively legalized gerrymandering is just one giant example of their forking existence so far. <laughs> Yeah, you know, look, I, I reject the lesser of two evils premise, but it's important to reiterate that, A, the opposite of choosing the lesser of two evils is choosing the greater of two evils, as Heath has pointed out a number of times, and B, even if both choices are equally evil, you still want the one that's accountable to the good guys, right, to the people that aren't as evil. Yeah, that would make that one less evil, honestly. Mm -hmm. All well, yeah, right, yeah. right, ultimately, yeah. All right, so that brings us back to the question of what's next. And according to Bernie Sanders, the answer is elect Joe Biden, even if you can't stand him. It sucks, yeah. but it's true. Bernie conceded that Biden is going to be the nominee. And he said, quote, together, standing united, we will go forward to defeat Donald Trump, the most dangerous president in modern American history. End quote by Bernie Sanders. Yeah, it's worth remembering that if you're thinking of not voting or voting third party to send a message, one, Bernie Sanders disagrees with you. And yeah. two, we got that message, which is why the vast, vast majority of Democrats in this country voted less for your guy this time than they did last time. So just, yeah. just keep in mind how your messages are received. Like, did it go yep. great for you? It's almost yep. like accelerationism doesn't work historically. Like there's a bunch of examples and it doesn't, it does the opposite and it's bad and it throws forks in the road. Like I was just talking about. Yeah. And we're name calling. They're already name calling. It's over. <laughs> they're typing so, our names and then other <laughs> names and they're calling. <laughs> great. So here's the situation again, like it or not, this is where we are. We have a simple trolley dilemma, a train with three plus years of momentum and a whole bunch of bodies already in its wake is heading for more bodies. And every voter essentially has three options. Option one, vote for Trump and let him run over more bodies. Option two, flip a lever, change the track, vote for Biden, whose platform objectively leads to less bodies. And seriously, read that platform. I've heard so many arguments from people who very clearly have not read Joe Biden's platform. It's readily available information. In fact, yeah. it's your goddamn responsibility as a voter and a holder of political opinions to do that. Yep. Okay. So yeah, again, option one, Trump with more death. Option two, Biden, less death. Or option three, do nothing of consequence and refuse to vote for one of the two possible winners. And make no mistake, that third option might feel like noble inaction to you, but it's not. You're wrong. Inaction is an action in this example. And that includes voting third party, which will have exactly the same effect on choosing a winner as not voting. Yep. There's no, there is no third lever. No, they just walk you no. back to the first lever. No. That's just your dick you're holding, you jerk off. That's Two tracks. the third lever. <laughs> Two tracks. <laughs> One lever. That's all you got. And look, and, 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 and look, one more thing on Biden's platform, because when we did our live stream over the weekend, Heath was making a point very similar to this one, and somebody chimed in with this smarmy little, like, wait, Biden has a platform? I thought it was the, just that he wasn't Trump. And, like, of fucking course he does. Yeah. 
Is the candidate's job to beam their goddamn platform into your fucking head pre-learned? You have to at least do the goddamn minimal-ass scrap of research, like Googling the words Joe Biden platform. There you go. Done. Right? And it's like, but for fuck's sake, you're hiring a goddamn president. Wait, at least look at the fucking resume, okay? Is that too much to fucking ask? Apparently. Apparently. Yep. Name Including calling. somebody on that stream. Wow, that's really disappointing. That's uh, just wildly irresponsible. Like, you have a civic duty to be informed if you're going to hold strong opinions. How the fuck do you not vote. know their platforms? You're opining on this shit. Yeah. <laughs> you, you go ahead and stop talking because you're ignorant. That's Or learn it. Or stop being ignorant. Yeah, you, yeah, you, or learn it. Learn it and get in on the fucking conversation. That's what we want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't... Just gotta speak from my heart. Gotta speak my truth. <laughs> we'll tell you about the platform after this. So, um, one other thing about the third-party voting. If you're thinking about a third-party vote in order to get future ballot access, that's, a, that's an argument I've heard. But here's the thing on that. You're speculating on whether your state is guaranteed to choose one of the two options at that point. But that's what Jill Stein voters did in Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin in 2016. If those Stein votes went to Hillary Clinton, Hillary wins those states and wins the election. Those are facts. That's also what Nader voters did in Florida in 2000. Again, if those Nader votes went to Al Gore, Al Gore wins the election over George W. Again, that's and just a fact. And if you have the fucking, if you end up with the goddamn thing you want, you're just permanently splitting our fucking vote too. Look, think about the alternative reality where nobody ever did the thing that you're thinking about doing. Did you notice how that, like, you're just thinking of an objectively better world in every single measurable way? You think maybe that's a good reason not to do that thing? Okay, guys, <sighs> guys, to be fair, hear me out. Third time's a charm. <laughs> cool. 10%. Yeah. We'll just have all of Scalia's grandchildren on the Supreme Court by that third time coming through. It'll be fun. Still toddlers. So, bottom line, again, like it or not, and I do not like it either, but there are exactly two possible outcomes in November. One leads to more death, more tax breaks for rich people, more climate change denial, more erosion of female bodily autonomy, more bigotry, more gerrymandering, more voter suppression of other types. More Supreme Court justices to allow all those things to happen for decades. And just in general, more oppression of vulnerable groups. The antithesis of any progressive philosophy. And, you know, maybe another plague. I just wanted to throw that one out there. Or just still the same one. Yeah. 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 There's no talking around any of that that I just said. It's, again, a moral imperative to choose the lesser of two evils. That's Ethics 101. I've heard people say, I don't owe anyone my vote. That's another big argument I've heard. It's not an argument, but it's something that's said. Um, mm -hmm. I don't owe anyone my vote. But yes, you fucking do. Yeah, you, yeah, do. you do. do. You don't owe it to Joe Biden or me or the Democratic Party. You owe it to society to take the most ethical action at all times, which would be less evil. That's the most ethical action at any moment. The only way to argue against voting blue in November is to claim that Donald Trump is less evil, Donald Trump is less evil, or to manipulate the fabric of the universe so that choosing the lesser of two evils is not a moral imperative. Spoiler, both of those are absurd. And Bernie Sanders, again, agrees with me. 
Full stop. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll tell you what. That is a logically unassailable argument. I'm sure we've heard the last of this topic. Yeah. And in the smoking gun news tonight, the people who brought you your brain is a smashed egg on drugs have risen to the front page of your local news site to warn Americans that if they're smoking weed even once, they may be at higher risk of COVID-19 complications because, hear them out on this, smoke is bad. <gasps> okay, but that's true, right? Like, wait, no, I'm, I'm wait, uh, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Four out of five doctors agree that lucky strikes protect the delicate tissues in my throat. <laughs> they do, they do. And wait for it, Heath, because it's coming. It's a coming. In propaganda okay. so blatant, I'm surprised it wasn't delivered by a rapping teen pastor sitting backwards on a chair. Dr. <laughs> Albert Rizzo, who I feel absolute sympathy for, chief medical officer for the American Lung Association, had this to say about what I'm sure he calls the reefer. Quote, what happens to your airwaves? When you smoke cannabis is that it causes some degree of inflammation, very similar to bronchitis, very similar to the type of inflammation that cigarette smoking can cause. Now you have some airway inflammation and you get an infection on top of it. So, yes, your chance of getting more complications is there. End quote. Beginning of headline. (laughs) But again, isn't that all true? Like, I just don't get what's happening. Like. Uh, should I make fun of his physical appearance or something? Is that like that? <laughs> okay, well, I am pretty sure that his mustache is patient zero in this pandemic. <laughs> am I doing all right? Nope, those are all fair. Those are fair objections, Heath. But again, does he get something wrong? The headline here on the front of the page of CNN did not say smoke probably bad for lung-based illnesses. It said, quote, smoking weed and coronavirus, even occasional use raises risk of COVID-19 complications, end quote, because our news media is run by the fucking D.A.R.E. program, apparently. <laughs> well, yeah, but look, but me not smoking weed puts every redneck Trumpophile in a 26-mile radius at risk, so I'm taking <laughs> one for the team, really. You are, you are. Uh, one last thing from this fucking crazy article. Dr. Mitchell Glass, a pulmonologist and spokesperson for the American Lung Association, wants you to know that it's not just the smoke of the ganja that's problematic. Your brain is also endangered when you're stoned as well. Okay. Is it? Yeah. Here's how Dr. Glass described the problem of marijuana use. Again, on the front page of CNN, quote, you're reducing anxiety, but... That is still a change in your thinking, a change in the way you're handling facts, how you're grasping situations. Now there's a healthcare worker who's gowned, gloved, possibly in a hazmat suit, trying to get through to you. These are people who are trying to decide if you should be going home, coming into the emergency room, or worst case scenario, that you need to be put on a ventilator. They want the person who's agreeing and giving informed consent to be completely in control of their thought processes, (laughs) end quote. Hospitals are fucking crazy now, everybody. Everybody's dancing around way too aggressively to piano music. They're diving out <laughs> windows. And I'm describing Reefer Madness again. That keeps happening. Yeah, but what the... Like, is his point that all that shit would be super freaky if you were stoned? Because yes! otherwise, I don't get the point. That's the point. I don't understand the mo- Where Are my hands in the right place? Yeah, I, I'll take a ventilator. I don't fucking know. I'm not an asshole. So, yeah, don't worry. Uh, We here at the Skeptocrat are taking firm action. We have stapled a helmet 
to Noah's head and ran several important fire drills to make sure he still knows what medicine is when he's high. So <laughs> yeah, we'll let you know how that goes. We got flashcards and everything. Yeah, I really wish we hadn't used staples. And finally tonight, in Promise the Moon news, Trump is done destroying Earth and would like to move on to other celestial bodies, please. I'm sorry, he's not done... Like he's still gonna he's still gonna pick at it. Don't take it away yet. But um, so on Tuesday of last week, he signed an executive order making it clear that the U.S. doesn't view space as a global commons and will take as much goddamn moon as it goddamn wants. Goddamn it! According to the EO, the U.S. will object to any attempt to use international law to hinder its efforts to remove chunks of the moon, the larger object of which the moon is part, commonly referred to as Mars or any other <laughs> celestial body. All right. Well, I guess you could say that's one small step for manifest destiny. (laughs) One giant leap for mankind. God, how do we suck so hard that the rest of the world has to have an intervention for us about fucking up other planets? And it doesn't work, right? (laughs) That too. Now, okay, look, to be clear, America has been planning on raping the moon for a very long time. Uh, well, we did reluctantly eventually agree not to trick it out with laser guns and missiles and shit uh, with the Outer Space Treaty in 1967. The U.S. never signed the 1979 Moon Treaty, which sought to turn jurisdiction of all non-Earth places over to the U.N. Uh, neither did any other country that has or ever plans to have the ability to put people or things into space, by the way, for that matter. In 2015, Congress passed a law explicitly allowing American companies to use resources procured either on the moon or from asteroids. <laughs> Just Trump in his office watching Dune. This Harkonnen guy is a great protagonist. <laughs> Tyler, get in here. I got an idea. Yeah, right. <laughs> I want a floating chair. Um, now, I, I'm going to go ahead and, and throw this one out there like... I, I, like of all the things we should exploit for resources, the moon is the one least likely to cause species to go extinct, ourselves included. Uh, right. So, of course, we shouldn't do it now. And, and by now, I mean both during a fucking pandemic and in this era of human technology. Right. So even if the goal is good, the timing is insane. And the goal isn't good. I mean, I mean, the eventual <laughs> exploitation of lunar resources is is good in the abstract, but I guarantee the goal here is to set an unbeatable record for like most pristine land ever open for drilling, right? And he gets to count the entire universe on his fucking ledger. Uh, what's more, the EO didn't do anything. Right, since this was already existing American policy vis-a-vis the moon, so he set out to do something useless, stupid, and evil. But he failed. <laughs> Impressive, somehow. Yeah, right. I, I, I desperately hope that we have reached peak Trump. And on that note, we're going to close it out. Thanks to No Illusions. Thanks to Eli Bosnick. And thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening, and please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like Tracy, Aaron, that one furry listener, I'm guessing we got more than one, but that one is listed (laughs) here, Clara, Caleb, Genevieve, Monk, Boone, Wildcat, Austin, (laughs) Dwayne, and Matthew, whose extremely generous dicks and vaginas have combined forces with the wonderful genitals from our last episode, and they've all donated their compliments to modestneeds.org. 
where people who are lucky enough to be financially comfortable right now can really help out some people who are not and having a rough time right now. So check that out, modestneeds.org, excellent cause. And whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows, The Skating Atheist, God Awful Movies, D&D Minus, and Citation Needed, available on Apple Music, Stitcher, all those other podcast apps, or the deep web. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penis. Special thanks to Ryan Zlotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars. He is the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Drafts on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign-off. I drink your moonshake. <laughs> <laughs> there will be blood moon. That's excellent. <laughs> Noah, Eli, at last, we're out of isolationism. I well, know. No, I said ism for no reason. One more yeah, that, that changes the meaning That's, of uh, it. totally different. <laughs> Our country is ready to trade again, Heath. Thank we you. We are finally globalist, motherfuckers. <laughs> Let's do this. This is a weird note, but you guys are being a little too inquisitive about our products. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.